This is a HeadGum Podcast. Your Skype image is the worst thing I've ever seen. Why? What did I do? It's so odd. Do you even know what it is? I can see it. Yeah, it's me looking gross from the top of my head. What's your point? Oh, I thought that was your nipple. I see a lamp and I see me and a mustache. I don't see any of that. Really? Oh. My Skype profile picture. It's a yeah, nipple. Yeah, your Skype profile picture is just a nipple. I look staring at me. It's not even my nipple. I looked up a runner's nipple. (laughs) 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 Clearly, I was trying to be really awful because when I call you on Skype, it pulses towards me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I try and be as off-putting to people as possible so they don't bother me. You know what's been in my head for the last 24 hours? What? Make your own kind of music. Oh, fuck yeah. It's like, it won't stop. It's just playing on repeat. All the versions. People don't know what we're talking about yet, because that episode isn't out. I know. They but will. first time show on Monday, Yeah, you're in for a doozy. Yeah. It was, um, re- it was real what's fun. What's that? I was I was Owen. hanging I was hanging out with the neighbor girl earlier, and she's yeah. like, "I tried watching your guys' video live stream. You're just reading people's comments all the time." <laughs> I had to explain to her what that meant. <laughs> You're just reading comments and playing weird sound effects. Uh huh. Um, we got to get into this episode because saying that we didn't get any emails last week. Got us a whole fuckload of emails this week. Really? Yeah. This fucking show. All right. All right. Here we go. We're getting into it. Okay. This we're going to start now. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Talking Banter, the official dynamic banter after show. This week we're talking about episode 17. Guess which one of us has a migraine. Uh, I, I'm it's Brett Mike. Register, and with me as always it's Mike. is Owen. I, it's, you're not no. supposed to talk till I introduce you. I know, but I was guessing from the title. It's Mike. It was a good guess. I felt bad for Mike this whole episode. I felt bad for Mike the first hour before the show. Why didn't you uh, hop on? Because that's not my show, man. You know? All right. It's better. It's better with the two of them. That's the point of that show. All right. They're two legitimately funny, hilarious people. You and I are just... Yeah, commentators who occasionally direct <laughs> the action, but for the most part, the town was really on their part. We know it that perfectly sums us up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, let's. We're already in. First note here. Uh, Jesse again provided us with notes, so we w- wouldn't be on our own. Uh, thank, first thank note: you, Jesse. Steve thinks this show is a bad idea because Mike is very ill. Hmm. And then. Uh, it's not too late to tap in Owen, but Owen answers, I'm not doing it from the deep end of an empty Olympic-sized pool. 
Uh, yeah. Then I like this. Steve says there's a stupid tiny lamp on Owen's desk that bothers him a lot. It's the tiniest <laughs> little light, and he hates that it's always on. He hates that he can't turn it off because of the tiny switch. Do you know the lamp he's talking about? Yes. And what I was going to say is, how many things does Steve have in that apartment? Right. <laughs> that are like big show items. I love that he hates your one th- little thing. One thing that I have that's not <laughs> his. Yeah. And it just eats away at him. Yep. It's like Trump. It's like everything's perfect, <laughs> but there's this one little thing that's really bugging me. Uh, next up, it says Owen forgets that he was talking to Brett about the clapper on Talk and Banter and not Mike and Steve. And then it's a quote. Remember what we were saying the other day? What yeah. about getting a clapper? Yeah. Mike and Steve are intensely confused by Owen bringing up an, an obscure as seen on TV product from the 90s. Apparently they catch fire. <laughs> Did you read the the tweets? Mm-mm. Yeah, some people looked it up. You can still buy them, but apparently they're like a fire hazard. Oh. So that's why they've uh, waned in popularity over the years. Clearly, I still think it's a good idea. Steve. Oh, no. Where'd it go? Steve says the clapper is the worst invention ever. Because there's a million loud noises and it would constantly just turn itself on and off. Mm-hmm. Owen goes to bat for the unusefulness of the clapper. Oh, for the usefulness of the clapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it is it is it advanced enough to distinguish a clap sound? I don't know. We could. I'm gonna have to buy a clapper. We gotta do some research for this show. All I know is when Windows 95 came out, they were like, there's this voice recognition thing that we're doing. Pretty soon you'll be able to talk to your computer and it'll be great. And we're here 20-something years later, and we have not nailed that part. That's very difficult, it turns out. Siri is rarely helpful. Right. Helpful on any significant level. The voice recognition thing is pretty much pointless at this point. Or or it's just way more difficult than we assumed. It turns out our voices are not the same, you and me. Well, I think some people listening to the first time show would beg to differ. Idiots. <laughs> uh, St- Mike tells a story about the Hollywood Walk of Fame that he doesn't finish because he's probably going to die before the episode is over. <laughs> Steve did movie fights but lost to Trisha Hirschberger. Everyone had notes but Steve. <laughs> uh, Steve says the first question from movie fights was, what is the worst Tim Burton movie? Steve answered Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Trisha answered Alice in Wonderland. And Lawns was Dark Shadows. But Mike hasn't seen any of these movies. <laughs> What's the worst one for you? We were talking about this yesterday. I but- mean, the last nine compared to the first nine are, are drastically different and unlikable but there's but, a lot of high lows in those nine mm-hmm. if i had to pick a real terrible one out of the, the ones they presented on movie fights i mm-hmm. would say planet of the apes i understand why steve hates it so much because his favorite movie is the original 
That's even yeah. worse, you know? Like, if your favorite show when you were a kid was Dark Shadows, you'd probably hate that. That, I think, though, is the worst one. I agree with Lon. It's just bad. I don't know if it's for anyone, because I did watch Dark Shadows. You saw the not, show? Not when it came out. I, yeah, I saw it when it came out on, like, DVD when I was in college. Oh. Yeah, so I'd seen it. I mean, it's, like, cheesy and whatever, but the movie is Incomprehensible. Atrocious. You don't know yeah. what... There's no... Like, in the trailer, we are like, oh, they're having sex on the walls and the ceiling and whatever. That's pretty cool. It doesn't play like that. It plays as confusing. Like, Chris Lebenzon has always directed Tim Burton, or edited Tim Burton shit. Uh-huh. It's, we just watched that Miss Pellegrino's whatever in Austin. Mm-hmm. The editing is awful. And I don't know that it's Chris Lebenzon's fault. I have a feeling Tim Burton goes to work every day, and then whatever time he gets bored and tired, he just gives up. And they're like, well, we have this master shot, and then you got one of the close-ups, but we don't have the other one. He's like, uh, whatever, you, you'll, you'll make it work. It's fine. Who cares? Because <laughs> they, they cut back to shots way more in his movies than anything else. That was like film school 101. Don't cut back to the same shot if you don't have to. Do you think that he's, do you think that he's beaten down a little bit because he's already done his best movies and his shitty movies garnish so much more money than any of his good movies ever did. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that, I think that would take a little bit for me. I would get to the point where it's like, yeah, I don't know, just stay on the wide the whole time, I guess. Yeah. No, Alice in Wonderland is his biggest grossing movie, and it's like, it's garbage. It's a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his worst. Mm. I haven't seen this new one, though. I don't know. Alice in Wonderland, I at least made it the to new the end one. of it. Dark Shadows is inexcusable. Yeah, I know. Planet of the Apes is fine. Planet of the Apes is just unnecessary. No, it's also it's bad. Cause I mean, sure, but it's not. It, like, it's it's fine. It's got, it like, it's anything. got cool, like, Rick Baker makeup and shit. It's got great makeup. Yeah. All of it, it looks great. Right. That's the same way I feel about, like, it was way worse than Sleepy Hollow, but I feel the same way, where it looks great, but I wish mm-hmm. I cared about the story and the emotions that are happening, you know? But the the Planet of the Apes is a waste because it kind of relied a little too much on action, and he's not an action director. It's fucking terrible. Like, they show an explosion with, like, apes flying through the air and then cuts to these, like, close-up shots of them landing on the ground, but it looks like somebody lying down to take a nap. Like, he's not concerned (laughs) that the action doesn't match from shot to shot, you know? Yeah. I think, like any great artist, because he's a fucking amazing artist, he showed us that there's beauty in the shadows, you know? That Mm -hmm. the dark can be more interesting and more acceptable than the light. Because all of us have this weird idea of what norms are. And I don't think there's any such thing as normal. I think the definition of normal is something that people always say, oh, normal is something I'm not. I'm weird. I'm crazy. I'm dark. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this conception of normal that I don't think it exists. And he did such a great job showing us that there's beauty in the dark that now they sell it at Hot Topic. And it's they totally the normal. shit out of it at Hot yeah. Topic. Yeah, it's so normal. It's like Howard Stern. 
It's like how he was like, I'm going to say the B word on the radio, you know, and everyone's like, ooh. Mm -hmm. And he did such a good job of it that now all of us swear all the fucking time. And so when you listen to Howard Stern, it's like, well, what's what was your point beyond the, the shock value? You know, mm -hmm. I think he was right that we should be allowed to talk however the fuck we want. And I think Tim Burton was right that there's beauty in the shadows more than the light. I'd say, and Elfman and all that, those minor chords being inspiring and uplifting, you know? Yeah. Where they were traditionally evil and wrong. It's um, so it's so accepted that now almost every movie he makes is like, oh, you know, Alice in Wonderland or Corpse Bride or whatever is, I don't believe in traditional marriage. Like, yeah, no one does now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We, there's not going to be a hot topic about, oh, traditional marriage. Is that the is message not... in Corpse Bride? Yeah. They're always running away from their weddings or their marriages. All That's right. definitely his later years. Also, he worked with Denise DeNovi. We were talking about this the other day. She really steered his Beetlejuice to Ed Wood years into, like, very functional movies. And I don't think he's had that since. They don't. He doesn't work the same without her. That's the first of many movie fight questions we got to get into. Uh, no one's asked me. <laughs> the next is what what two co-stars from a classic film would you like to see reunite for another movie? And my, I had a question. Is this alive or dead? Like, hmm. Do they have to be alive? That's tough. I would go dead just because you have that power for that moment. So why not reunite people that you'll never see again for sure? Then I would want Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. I was just going to say Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks. Fuck it. Oh, man. They haven't worked together since 1974. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. They left it all on the field, though. I, but Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein in one year. Talk about that fucking creative spark only That's existing I mean. in certain places at certain times. That's a fucking brilliant year. And then they never did anything together after that? What the fuck? That's so great. That is really weird. They didn't do anything else together. They're just but like... See no Evil, Hear No Evil was after all that, right? Yeah, but if you and I made two incredible... Somehow, we started riffing, we came up with an incredible movie, and then a second movie, and we churned them out in one year, and the whole world was like, oh shit, these guys are like the forefront of comedy, everything... Like, you know you'd be, I would too, coerced into like, let's keep it rolling, you know? What else is going to happen? But for them to be like, nah, we're good, we're done. It's interesting because it almost feels, it's just, it feels like it was a different time. Like, if that happened now, they, it would be like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Like, it's just every movie, you now yeah. just do it together. We live in a lot more. it's a winning formula. Yeah, we live in a lot more disposable era. I think right. back then it's like. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Hey, they made two Mona Lisas this year. Great job. No, Those are never going away, and they haven't. It's just great because if you read Gene Wilder's book, he talks a lot about how he doesn't consider himself funny. And he talks about in his acting he never told a joke. He tried to just be genuine and let it the situation be funny right and so every time mel brooks would try to cast him in something he would try to talk mel brooks out of it because he's yeah. like no you need someone funny and i'm not funny yeah 
And so I think he just ultimately, you know, that's didn't... that's really interesting because I live with a, a comedic genius. But if anyone thinks he's funny, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything he's ever done is to crack himself up and we just get to be innocent bystanders <laughs> who get a good laugh. I mean, that's the purest form of comedy, right? You're just doing it to make yourself laugh. Yeah. And if other people, you know, mm -hmm. get a little joy from it, too. I even think you only include other people when it's funnier if they're involved. <laughs> For you, again. Right. Yeah. Art's weird. All right. Let's keep moving. We're going to keep moving. There's another mm -hmm. note that says Mike is potentially in his death throes. Uh, next question. MacGruber 2 was announced. What flop deserves a second chance sequel? Mike thinks Shazam. Steve says Mike should be on movie fights. Mike thinks not. Steve's answer was Coneheads. Owen puts in a vote for Leprechaun 6. Leprechaun into Hood 2. It wasn't a vote. I was trying to clarify. You don't think they'll make another Leprechaun movie? No, they brought up something about sequels there's one after Num that they, they they yeah you're right but they brought up numbering of sequels and that one always stood out to me it was real funny i remember when leprechaun 4 and space hit my blockbuster shelf oh yeah and but i then, wanted to see it so bad yeah but then leprechaun 5 came out but it wasn't called that it was leprechaun into hood into and you thought yeah. oh well they're switching it up that's fine good for them then leprechaun 6 came out <laughs> And it was Leprechaun Into Hood too. I couldn't believe that because Into Hood was a fun sidestep, but they really needed to do Leprechaun back in time. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was for me the natural progression of where we were going. I'm pretty um, sure we've already had the blockbuster VHS cover discussion. Yes. Yeah. Let's move on. What uh, What would your real answer be? A real sequel I'd want to see? Hmm. To a movie that flopped. Oh, it has to flop also. Huh. Yeah. Um. It's weird, because every movie that I like, I don't want to see a sequel to. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, Monster Squad was thrown out. That was a good answer, I thought. I didn't grow up with it, so I don't have the nostalgia. I don't... I, it's fine. But I don't like love it. But imagine if they made a sequel to it where the kids were grown up, like all the years between now and the actual movie had yeah, transpired. I don't. I don't care. Oh, and all the monsters come back. I get it. I don't care. Oh, it would be great. And I that would probably. I grew be up my checking vote. out the like black and white VHSs from the library because it was free. So I saw like Wolfman and Frankenstein and shit. And they're great. They are great. I don't. I they they're great, but I don't want to hang out with them because they're scary. So how about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom two? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, I was gonna say Land of the Lost because you, I love that movie you, and everyone else hates it. You, it's so confusing. It's not that you grew up with the show and love the show. You love the Will Ferrell movie. It's. We need to watch it together. Will Ferrell, because Danny McBride, hilarious. and a girl, right? Yes. Yeah. 
There's no I, uh, way. I think I, I lost would, friends over that. I would never watch that movie. You even, haven't seen it? No. It's hilarious. What? No. There's no way. It's great. There's it's, no way. It's a. It is a nonstop, uh, laugh per minute thrill ride. You know what came up today at the office? Adam's Family. Barry Sonnenfeld's oh. first two Adam's Family movies, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, with Raul Julia as Gomez. Yeah, and, I feel like they would have done another one if he hadn't died. Maybe. he's. I mean, that's his best thing ever, for sure. But that's well, the, Street Fighter. Adam's Family is his best thing, for sure. <laughs> but they made Adam's Family... They took the TV idea because you're going to remake it because people recognize it, whatever the fuck. There was a comic, whatever. They did it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. totally nailed it in the right way for that time and place. So if you're going to do Land of the Lost, which we're all too old to have any nostalgia for, do mm-hmm. you, and none of us cared, none of us saw it. Do you think they got it right like Adam's family got it right? Probably not. But we need to watch Land of the Lost. You love you're it. you're missing out. Well, hang on. Are you going to watch it right now? I'm going to pull up the trailer. Live? Okay, that's a good idea. Because you... You still didn't convince me on the pacifier, so I don't think there's any way that I'm going to... What did I need to convince you? It's, it, that's not a good movie. The pacifier, ultimately, is not good. Yeah, well, you didn't convince me to watch it for the podcast, which I feel right. like is your fault. <laughs> I blame me, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was a bad ad. Hang on. Nothing wrong with ads, kids. They don't pay our... our rent and bills and paycheck at all please wait what the fuck is this oh i thought it was the trailer but then i thought it wasn't because it had matt lauer in it but it turns out it is the trailer <laughs> matt lauer's in the movie boy yeah. is he ever uh, okay hang on there's no way in fucking hell i'm gonna sit through that <laughs> really it's not the best trailer but uh, <laughs> it does show some of the highlight moments that it's so good. I'll com- I'll get you to watch it. I'll t- fucking tw- I'll switcheroo. They couldn't get through forty five seconds without having to call back Matt Lauer again. <laughs> Some editor was trying to tie it all together. Oh God, what could possibly be funny about that? It just is. <laughs> I just you just have to trust me. You know I'm. Lately, I'm suspecting that I've lost my childhood innocence, like long ago, and maybe you <laughs> was it taken from you. you Want to tell us something? It wasn't like raped out of me or anything, but <laughs> maybe but just by society. But right. y- you and Steve might be a little closer, Steve more than you. But you guys might still be hanging on to it a little. So I feel like I'm missing out when you say that something as stupid as this is fun. I feel like in my most innocent of hearts, I could find a place for something like this. Um, does that mean you're gonna watch it? I don't think I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the girl hot? No, I don't care. Never mind. I didn't. Um, 
I'm not as prepared this week. I didn't read through these and uh, pick out the good ones, so I'm going to read through some notes. Great. Mike asked Steve if he, if he remembers a random text from two weeks ago. When you go to burp and only liquid comes out. Liquid sound comes out. Gross. The bubble is a weird vocal glitch that changes your voice very briefly, according to Mod. Steve's call, Steve calls people out on voice bubbles, and a lot of them deny it. Hmm. Steve challenges Owen to turn off the lamp. Owen does it, but Steve insinuates that it's way harder than it should be. <laughs> it's gotten. I don't know. How do you turn it off? I haven't done that part. It's gotten more difficult. There was room to turn it off, but we had to push everything over to make place for the the table with the where we record the podcast. It closed off okay. a, a very accessible couple of inches. Interesting. Okay. Not interesting. <laughs> you don't think this is compelling? I don't have a problem turning off lights. Um, the next bit here gets into Fantastic Fest. So now you can finally talk about Fantastic Fest. Oh, yeah. I'll read through some notes here. Steve saw a movie that showed a full frontal vagina for a full two minutes. Yeah. Mike doesn't know if he's ever looked at a real vagina for a full two minutes. Steve thinks two minutes is too long to not take umbrage with the vagina in question. <laughs> <laughs> I was... When I heard this, I my question was, was it an actual two minutes, or is that an embellishment? I'd say it felt like two minutes. Because two minutes is a is an insanely long time yeah, for as anything an, to be on the screen. Right. As an editor, I'm aware. It felt like it. So I'd say it was a vagina for about a minute, and then a, a testicles and a flaccid penis for about a minute. But there was a lot of more fakey stuff, and like... The devil was jerking off with a fake penis and it was spooging in slow motion. I think that it was fake. Steve Which thinks it was a was real that? dick. We are the flesh. The flesh is oh, okay. ours. Yeah, Something. Yeah. yeah There's the, nudity in the YouTube trailer for that thing. Yeah. I remember because you were giggling. <laughs> That's what I do when I see nudity on YouTube because it's not supposed to be there. Oh, it depends on the nudity. Tits are hot. Dicks are funny. Everyone knows that. And if no, you're... but YouTube, you're not supposed to be able to have nudity on YouTube. Well, until they catch you. So when I see it, I feel like I'm seeing someone I'm supposed to. Well, get your head out of your ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it says, there was also a two-minute shot of a penis and balls. The shot was on it for so long that you could see the balls moving. Yeah. Steve claims that balls do move slightly, and it's weird. Steve says that he's sure he's sure that lady eggs move around too, in a vain attempt to include the female audience in the discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, I love it. I love it. Keep doing it. Wait, Um, who? who, What's up? Everyone, every guy knows that your balls move. Like in the sack. Yeah, not like you can, like, get them to move around the way you can move your arm, but they react to things and move. Yeah, but if they're just... Was it a flaccid penis? Yes. Yeah, if my balls are just hanging out, they're, like... They're yeah, on full but if relax. They're, say they're hanging out, and all of a sudden someone's like... 
and blows some icy cold air on them, they're going to tuck up, I bet. Well, sure. Right. They move a little. I mean, that's a very specific, weird set of circumstances. They're not always hanging in the same place. Every guy knows that. I don't know if anyone's ever just leaned down and blew cold air on my balls. Ever. It might have happened. Probably not. But. I mean, probably not. It's unnecessary. Warmer is better. Right. Yeah. Unless they're unless they're doing balls, like I hope it's I've got an air. ice cube in my mouth. Will I give you a blowjob? Because it's it's fun and it's different. We've been together for so long that the sexual excitement is boring. <laughs> it's again a very specific example. <laughs> Some would argue too specific. No. Uh, what's the opposite? Uh, non-specific. Hypothetical was the answer. Hypo- you lost. Oh, okay, uh, give me $500. I'll write you a, 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 f- I'll write you a fake check. <laughs> That's no, what I'm I was going to say. I'm just kidding. I just got a check in the mail for $500 for no good reason. I got a check in the mail for $8 from AT&T Mobile. I got it. Lawsuit no, I didn't even know about. I got that too, but mine was $5.18. <laughs> oh, really? Mine's like $7 and something. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Why did you get less? All <laughs> right. Your shit wasn't as important. Yeah, they fucked with you more, apparently. <laughs> wow. That should make me nervous. It doesn't. It should, though. I feel like we should go pay in every amount to the cent in a special dinner that we all have together. Of the AT&T? Yeah. Wait, check? are you taking notes on what to cut out? Sure. We haven't had anything yet. We haven't had anything yet. Yeah. How did you get the most? I have no idea. I'm grandfathered into uh Who cares? Keep going. Some sort of unlimited plan. Yeah. yeah I anyway. Care. I have to be on a, a plane in seven hours. Oh, you're leaving uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm leaving at six my flight is out at six AM. Oh gross. Steve's not gone till Friday, I think. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to it. Because that's too early. It's like just going to fuck up my schedule. I won't be able to stay awake and get work done. Ah, but you're basically single. There's no wife, no baby. Like, what do you care? You're on. You're definitely on freedom time. I know it. (laughs) Don't tell Jamie that. You're definitely. This is the closest you get to when the rest of us break up and we're. Like it's horrible and heartbreaking for a minute, but then there's but that. But it's the it's the opposite. When it's there's that moment that kicks in of 100% like one hundred percent opposite. Yeah, there's that moment that kicks in where you're like, "Oh my god, I'm free." Right, but there coming out of a breakup, there's this, you know, you're still dealing with heartache, but in this case, it's the it's the total opposite. You're feeling utter and complete elation. <laughs> Like, no. I've been looking forward to these few days like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And not because I don't want to hang out with my wife and kid, but because there's so much stuff I needed to get done around the house that just couldn't get done with Mason running around. Yeah. It's so quiet. In fact, I can see all the lights are off in that doorway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's keep going. Steve tells Mike the plot of a movie about kids squatting in in bread soup all while pulling a meat rope. Mike is unimpressed. (laughs) Steve has buried the lead because then he tells us that the kids are brother and sister and the guy making them eat bread soup 
also makes them fuck each other and makes the girl drop little clumpy period pieces <laughs> in the brother's <laughs> mouth. Is that real? Oh, yeah. He wasn't exaggerating one bit. Oh, no. Yeah. I could miss that. It, you know, it'd be fine if it was challenging you on things that matter. But it feels a little like student filmy, like it's just trying to be shocking for the sake of it. Like, there are things that... There are movies that are, are sometimes can be very Hollywood. It doesn't matter that, like, blow my mind, you know? Yeah. It doesn't just have to be shocking to be that. I, um, if, if anything, being that off-putting can kind of close your mind out from being, like, open to a real discussion about sexuality and all these things, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't need Steve. to watch a girl and brother fucking for an hour <laughs> while the devil jerks off over them. <laughs> the next note is Steve knows that all the movies sound insane and not great, but there's <laughs> something to be said about rushing to a theater to see a movie you know nothing about at all. All yeah. you know that either it's going to be really fucked up or really cool. <laughs> this I, I've never been to Fantastic Fest, but at South by Southwest, it's the same idea. Like you don't know anything about the movies, but after day two, you start hearing people talking lines and right. Start getting an idea of like what's it's, good. And it's what like that. It's like it's like the big festivals or the music festivals, except so much smaller. I think they only sell. They tried to expand it a few years ago, and people didn't like it, so they they keep it to their one little multiplex theater, which is mm-hmm. great because everyone goes and watches different stuff come back to the lobby, drink and talk about it, and go back and over and over all day for several days, you know. Really, yeah. f- really fun. Um, but, it, it, yeah, I felt a little bad. Like, we missed... I, w- I didn't want to look up anything because the discovery process, going into movies dark, is so fun. And I mostly only get that when I watch old movies because you've always heard, oh, Citizen Kane is great, or whatever it is, you know. And... Yeah. You you go and watch it, but you don't watch a trailer before it. And that the part, the first hour of the movie where it really, you know, lets you in on its world and like you, that discovery process is so exciting. And that's what engages you in the story that goes for the rest of the movie. And with the trailer and stuff these days, we mo- might as well start at the hour mark, you know? Right. If, if, if not more. So it's, I like going in dark. But I feel like if I were to go again, which I think we might, I would look up a little more because we missed. Oh, okay. We missed the Handmaiden, which I think was an, uh, another movie by the guy who made Old Boy, the original. Mm-hmm. And I really wished I'd seen that. Do and you mean was, just reading what the movies are about, or looking up little? Um, yeah, because they have reviews. their list, and I tried to go okay. in dark, but I I think I would I'll, I'll look up a little more next time, but I'll definitely avoid the trailers and stuff still. But what was your favorite? What was your favorite thing you saw? It's tough. I wasn't blown away by anything. And last year they had the witch, green room, and the lobster, which were all fucking amazing. Yeah. So I, was I haven't c- seen the witch yet. Oh my I'm god! Watch it on the plane and try to freak everybody out. Oh. Can I just say the scariest part about the witch is not what a. The best part about the witch is everyone who watches it gets something different out of why it's scary. Because mm-hmm. it basically is playing into what everyone's afraid of on all different levels. 
But to me, the supernatural stuff isn't scary because I don't care about witches and ghosts. Mm-hmm. But there's a uh, there's a realistic underbelly to how super ultra religious people can treat each other, even in a family, and like disregard each other's feelings for some kind of bullshit relate or beliefs, you know. So it it gets real creepy on a very real level, also. But everyone gets something different out of it. The witch is amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, but um, nothing really blew me away that same way. A little bum, little, little bum, but there was some really good stuff. I'm going to jump ahead because we have a lot of emails. Uh, basically, Fantastic Fest uh, encompasses the next like 30 minutes or so. Do you want to say, is there anything else about Fantastic Fest that didn't get covered? Oh, shit. Really? There's <laughs> a lot to go? Huh? There's a lot to go still? Well, I'm skipping ahead. I'm going to skip down. There's oh, just one oh, more oh thing. that was Steve talking about it. No, I think he covered it. I don't quite remember. Okay. Yeah. The mermaid we'll movie was more. really fun. I don't know. Yeah. I. Ha- what do you think about his pledge to write a movie by next Fantastic Fest? I would love it. <laughs> we'll get into hard war some other time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to force Steven to make a Fantastic Fest movie for next Fantastic Fest. If you'd been there, uh huh. I think the better movies are not the ones that inten- are intended to be there. What do you mean by that? There was one movie, uh, you know, again, hashtag not everything is for everyone. <laughs> but for my, you know, everyone's got different tastes. That's why we like different music and shit. But... For my taste, there was a movie called Greasy Strangler that was totally a like made for Fantastic Fest movie mm-hmm. that got it, it didn't really win me over the way I think it did a lot of people. It kind of it felt like a Tim and Eric sketch where it was mostly the joke was like naked old guys and naked old dicks and stuff and they kind of yeah, repeated that a lot. I get that. Yeah. I mean, I think like the lobster and witch don't really. I don't think those are. Yeah. Those aren't made for Fantastic Fest. They're just right for that audience. Right. And I think if we were to sit around and get high and whatever and and goof off and come up with something that would be great for Fantastic Fest, I feel like you're just trying to shock people and stuff is maybe missing the point a little. I think if you're going to find a story. Is this in reference to Hardwar? Uh, not necessarily, but I think yeah. if you can find a story that can shock people beyond the just like being different category, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think yeah. the witch and green room and lobster really accomplished that. Well, the last thing here is Mike's video with the rock. Did you watch it? Fuck yeah. That's amazing. Was that what he was teeing up earlier when he? He had already sort of talked about. Yeah, but he kept it a secret from everyone. He didn't tell anybody like, hey, in a couple weeks on Friday, there's a video I shot that I'm in with The Rock. He didn't say that to anyone. My buddy uh, Scott Brown directed it. Oh, really? He directs all of Rock's YouTube channel stuff. Well, did he tell you fucking Falzone, big old wrestling fan, hilarious Mike Falzone, got to like do comedy that made the rock laugh no so here's the deal it's 
it's two like separate social circles. So I like Scott Brown probably met Mike on the day. You know what I mean? But I've known Scott yeah. for years, uh-huh. and I know Mike. Uh-huh. But those those social circles have never connected. So there, yeah. I didn't even know like I didn't know that's what Mike was doing the contest for none of us knew he didn't really say he kind of yeah. said it but he didn't really say that it was going to be a thing like that and then but not that i would have like called scott and be like pick this guy right but then you know? like not only is fucking Dwayne johnson laughing at his shit on the show but in on twitter and on the youtube comments and shit fucking the rock and people are like i want to see more wrestling fred and the rock's like yeah, me too. Don't worry. He's coming back. Uh, hashtag DG or whatever. You know, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, that's DJ. Rad. Yeah. And it's like, he doesn't have to do that part of it at all. That'd yeah. be like if you and I made like a short film and then Spielberg was like, you guys, this film's pretty legit. This is a real good short film and it it's the most entertaining thing I've seen in 20 years. You know, whatever. Yeah. It would mean everything. I get it. Everything. Yeah. Which is oh, ridiculous. Man. And and do you think either you or I could have kept that a secret? No, but fucking Mike did. He's got that good secret keeping personality. Yeah, well we've learned that from previous podcasts. He's all about like not saying anything about it until it's happened, basically. Yeah. Cuz he knows that all this stuff can go stupid real easy. Well, listen, dude. Let's get into some emails. Please, for God's sake. We uh, we asked for emails, and we fucking got them. Thanks, thanks for everyone who sent emails in. Uh, first one is from Jake de Medeiros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Steve burp often, or is that just a bit? It's not a bit. It's often, but he knows how to time it. Yeah. You think? Yeah. I feel like he just doesn't... He doesn't... Uh, stop it or slow it down. Uh, I, I uh, give him more credit. All right. Uh, by the way, I haven't vetted any of these emails, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Chris Michaels emailed. His subject is, well, what is this? An email? He says, hello, boys. I thought I'd send an email to comfort you guys. I don't have any fan fiction, but I am thinking of ideas. Probably something in which Steve and Mike travel through time. A la the butterfly effect specifically. I was wondering what kind of successes humanity will have in the future. In light of Elon Musk's plan to go to Mars, what do you think humanity will succeed or do you think we'll all kill ourselves? Society, not each of us individually, before we accomplish anything. Thought I'd go with a light question. Tell Madison I said hi. (laughs) I will. So, super easy question. Do you know about the Elon Musk space program to Mars? Heard of it. Are you following it at all? Yeah. I love it's science. Like, uh, he's he's trying to send people to Mars for like 100K. Yeah. He wants to get it down. Or, I can't remember. It's like 100 something per ton. And he's trying to get it down to like what the cost of a house would be so that people can start colonizing Mars. Right. So ridiculous. I, I love him for, for wanting to push things forward because you don't get that. Well, but, he's talking about that being we need ridiculous. to be a two a two planet solar system where we can live on more than one planet in case something happens to this planet. Yeah. But from what I'm reading, it's basically like, but it would take 
forever to get Mars colonized and everything. The way yeah, Earth is. you remember in, and by that time, yeah, it's like you remember in Total Recall where they hit the nuclear reactor and Mars has like a beautiful Earth-like atmosphere in like seconds. If you hit that reactor or whatever, it would take like mm-hmm. a million years for it to be like a habitable environment. At, yeah, at so the I don't bare think minimum. We're colonize Mars in my lifetime. Yeah, no, it's dumb. We're not going to like, oh, trash this place and we'll just all move to Mars and it'll be fine. Like, no. But I love that they're pushing things. I like that they're pushing science past my lifetime again because I felt like when I was a kid, the idea of like having the internet on your phone, mm-hmm. I think it was the saint where he popped his phone open and did an email. That mm-hmm. blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And felt like that would not be possible. Yeah. I mean, we're so far past that now. Yeah. I like that now science is starting to be like, here's this like crazy sci-fi thing that we can make movies about for years. Right. Well, um, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure Edmund Hillary from New Zealand climbed Mount Everest successfully for the first time in like 1953, something like that. Early 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we landed on the moon in 1969. Is that right? So, like, hardly Sounds after right. that? Maybe. Yeah. But, like, there, there's really nowhere else feasible to go. The Mars thing... up the moon landing right now. Yeah, I don't think we're moving to Mars or anything like that. The only reason to continue the space program is for the same reasons it's benefited us up until now. It's not just about going to the moon. Like, satellites and shit run our cell phones, GPS, all that stuff, you know? Like microwaves all the things we use come out of advancements in the space program and when that's stagnant then we're stagnant you know so when people think we're wasting money on space exploration like no that's that's our whole world that's every convenience that we have at this point uh next email is from isabel calogianis the subject is just a little email. She asked, do you guys Skype each other for the show, or do you actually sit in the same room and talk to each other? P.S. Am I Zoya? Because I love you, Owen. Oh, thank you. It didn't sound as romantic in my voice, yeah. but you get the message. Well, um, well we Zoya's st- love for me is not romantic. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. We uh we Skype this show, but first time show we record in person. Yeah. And dynamic banter is recorded with the two people. Oh, nice. I yeah. It's a it's different. If it, like it's a different feeling when you're in the same room doing it, but it's like I think a, this totally works. It's it's like a long distance relationship. It's bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't work. You need to exchange right, physical so atoms. So many emails. So many, so many emails. Garrett Bergman writes, I recently watched the Cat in the Hat movie after about ten years. <laughs> and it's one of the most unsettling things I've ever I've seen for a while. Like most of the movie felt like easily discernible non-child-friendly euphemisms it just feels wrong all of it when will it ever stop <laughs> got off on a tangent there thanks bye thanks for the email gary <laughs> that movie fucked with his head you just i want to know keep emailing us 
as things progress. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No. Oh, no. The Mike Myers one? I remember driving through Simi Valley for some reason when they were shooting it, and they had laid out all the like green, super green grass up in the hills with the little houses. Oof. I just I can't even imagine watching that. No. No. Next email is from Mika Cole. <laughs> Hope that's close. <laughs> Hi, talking banter. You two sounded really sad about having no emails to open. So here's a pity email for you to read on the show in case nothing better comes in. Hope you have a great day. Micah, a bunch of stuff came in. There's an email from Emily S. The subject is Owen made me do it. She writes, hello, boys. Just Wait, are you 16. reading an email within an email? No, I just moved on to the next email. Oh, I got confused. I thought you were like, oh, she says there's no good emails. Well, here's a good email just for you. Well, yeah, kind of that. All right. Well, let's see how good the email is. Okay. Well, uh, it started with how great I am, so I'm assuming it's a really great email. <laughs> well, it said Owen made me do it. I'm so great I can get people to do things. All right. Here's what she says. Owen mentioned that he had never sent an email to any of the podcasts he likes. I listened to all the podcasts of the EZU and have never sent a tweet, email, letter, anything, even though those are usually my favorite parts to listen to. Number one favorite part are the tangents, even when Steve doesn't finish a fucking story. So here's my email. I like what you guys do. Keep that shit up. Hey, that's somebody Thanks, like Emily. me. I convinced that was a great email. I convinced someone like me to actually email. Maybe I'll email now. I'm kind of inspired. You're gonna do it tonight. You're already at the computer. Well, who should I email? Well, I was gonna say, what would, what would be your first email? Do you want me to do it right now? Who? What? E- what podcast would it be? Uh, let's see. Either how did this get made? Yeah, I would probably do How Did This Get Made. Yeah, but I feel like they get a lot and it might not get through. Although I don't care about it getting through. I've just never emailed. I like I love Bill Simmons' podcast. I would probably email him. You're talking about TARS? What? TARS? No. The actor who played TARS in Interstellar. What's his name? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Bill Simmons created Grantland. He used to work at ESPN. Now he has his own show on HBO. I'm confused. Hang on. Who is TARS? <laughs> Look that up. I'm going to read the next email. Aaron Stevens says, Why do you title the episodes with After Show when the actual show is called Talk and Banter? Isn't After Show just the definition of what the show is? So why doesn't it Bill say- Irwin. Why doesn't it say talking banter for the episodes? Instead? Bill Irwin was the name I was thinking curious. of, not Bill Simmons. Does Bill Irwin have a podcast? I don't know. I doubt it. Anyway, Aaron concludes with, I'm just slightly curious and also couldn't think of anything else to email about. You guys want emails, so this is what you get. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron, uh, for the email and the question. I feel like... <laughs> The way these are coming across, I feel like we might have sounded a little sad and pathetic. Like we just needed I didn't someone remember to... sounding sad and pathetic. I but know. You know what? I don't care because we got emails in, and uh, 
Yeah, but they're like the, pat the on the back emails. The means. I don't. That's okay. I only, I'm gonna get sad again at the end of this and ask for more emails. So stay uh, tuned. I only um, I only like new information. I don't like <laughs> compliments or pats on the back. That's not my thing. <laughs> You're gonna get them. I don't like uh, it. <laughs> Aaron, learn me something. The reason we put it as after show is so it's not confusing to somebody who comes to find dynamic banter for the first time. Because it's we, definitely the hope is they'll listen to those boys first. Yeah. It, it you know you don't want someone to listen to the audio commentary on your movie before they watch the movie. So we did that just to clarify it for the newcomers. Can I say how much I hate even to this day when commentary tracks start off with like. Oh, I hope you're not listening to this first. If you are, turn us I off know, and watch the movie. Do. Yeah, For I'm so sick of it. So sick of it. The same way Ugh. that I'm sick of podcasters being like, sorry, I'm sick this week. I know my voice sounds really bad. I wouldn't have cared or noticed. Stay tuned for a first-time show on Monday. <laughs> Was that uh, on? The next email that is one's from not my mail. Wait, wait, wait. This one, the subject is the clapper. And it says, Owen almost mentioned the Talking Banter podcast when he was talking about the Clapper. Huh. He could have given away your location. That was a close call. I How forgot. How would Steve and Mike feel about I this forgot podcast? that it was Talking Banter that we talked about it. So, swear it's to God. podcast. Yeah. I, uh, I chalk all this up as just like constant conversations that we all have. And it's hard to remember which ones we record and put on the air. <laughs> Anyway, he finishes this email with, also, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Lights out. Plain did ombre. Oh, that's nice. Marcos Salsa. That's who that was from. That one made me hungry. I am starving. Samantha Decker emailed, hello. I don't have any questions relating to talking banter. No G. But I want to support your request for fan interaction. <laughs> what are your favorite smells? What did we say last time that came across as so needy? <laughs> Samantha gave a PS. My son's name is also Madison slash Mason. So there's that. Which one do you Can think you it really is? you email back? Is that two sons or do you just call your one son both Madison and Mason? Um, What's your favorite smell? Come on, man. No? Come on. Samantha wants to know. This is some real pity shit. <laughs> this is like paying a girl to take off her clothes and dance on you. It's not really that rewarding you kind of have a real answer to this question though you actually have a favorite smell so when i got when i got uh, aggressive mono there's a way longer story about how i ended up in the hospital for uh, a couple weeks and then got (laughs) evacuated from the hospital because there was a hurricane coming um florida i like genuinely uh i don't remember it was uh it was before katrina was it a Nikki? Was it? No, that was Hawaii. Was it Andrew? No, it was after Andrew, but it was a bunch of hurricanes had hit already that year. We got hit by like three or four. Yeah. And it was when it was just coming, they were like, fuck it, just evacuate. Um, You'd think but, people wouldn't live where hurricanes happen, but whatever. Go on. Uh, But I genuinely was like basically dying. They had me on uh, a bunch of morphine and stuff. And they, cool. they took me off of all that, mm-hmm. like cold turkey, and put. And my parents got me in a car and had to drive me to Georgia, um, and so I went a little crazy, 
with withdrawal from mm-hmm. morphine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I was like super sick. And as I was getting better, um, my parents always have soft soap in their bathrooms. And somehow like that smell, it, it, it has attached itself to like, I'm getting better and I'm going to survive in my head. So every time I smell it, it makes me very happy. And like, it actually, I genuinely think it like builds serotonin and makes me like feel better. Yeah. So I always have soft soap like and your fucking soap. The melon smell. I was going to say, yeah, you responded strongly to my hand. I love it. Well, I, I I feel like I have like a really intense sniffer to start with, Uh but, uh, yeah, soft soap is that smell of like normal soft soap is And it's also CVS for cheap, but it smells just as good as any of the pear stuff from the mall. Yeah. Clearly. So that's my favorite smell. See, that was a real answer. Yeah, you proved it. Um I never really <laughs> cared about my hand soap, but now I know it's keeping you alive, so I got to I just have to keep it that way. Uh next next email is a big one. Kelsey Winsberg asked, could we get an official update on Steve's knowledge of talking banter? And then she says, truly appreciate the show, guys. Thanks for doing what you do. So Steve is somewhat aware that there is a podcast called Talking Banter, but doesn't know that it's an after show for Dynamic Banter because we think it would be a lot of too much pressure put on them if they knew they had an official after show. Yeah, you kind of don't want to overburden your performers with all you know that's why you have a whole movie crew like the actor isn't taking all the responsibilities of lighting and sound and editing and all that stuff on themselves you know yeah so we just we're trying to keep it low for the time being i don't think he knows the other day was a little weird but i don't want him to know i that's just that's my take um we got a couple more emails, but they're long, so I'm going to save them. I want to give them the time they deserve. Thank God. So, Mitchell and Cleve, we're going to get to you next week. Is that when you guys are back from? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just clicked over to Skype, and it's your fucking nipple. It's not my nipple. It's, I told it's an you. athlete's nipple. It's a runner's nipple. That's very important. I was looking it up because I was curious about how much they get chafed. <laughs> I don't run, so I Apparently don't care. Apparently a lot. I was curious that what a, happens to nipples. That is a chafed nipple. It, lo- it looks a little chafed. It's got some real red irritation right at the peak. Yeah. Isn't it weird that we cover up nipples, but there's like 14 billion on the planet and everyone has two? I just think no, it's it's weird, weird that the most taboo things are like the most universally common. Yeah. But you I get it. About, uh, like taking yeah. a shit's gross. There's no reason to make that a public thing. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for emailing us. Please keep emailing us. We, we <laughs> Just any email. Don't no 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 no. Don't I don't really want no. Feel better Clearly we got so many pity emails this time <laughs> that I do not want any more. Do not email All us right. and unless you have something you actually care about talking about. Email mm-hmm. us with anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me how my day is. That doesn't help anyone in the world ever. All right, I'm going to go to bed now. 
Bill Irwin was born on April 11, 1950 in Santa Monica, California to Elizabeth Mills, a teacher, and Horace G. Irwin, an aerospace engineer. That's really cool, actually. Bill Irwin was the voice of and uh, uh, performance operator of TARS, the rectangular robot in Interstellar. He's been in a lot of things, by the way. Also, you know what's weird? Oh, I just Sesame downloaded Street. Interstellar to my iPad to watch in the plane because I haven't seen it. Oh, really? It's okay. Yeah. I figured it's a good plane movie. It's not sciencey enough for my taste, but I really appreciate any of these science movies that are made for mass audiences, for sure, to get anyone thinking about science. You guys, science is how we understand what's around us. Art's how we understand what's in us. These are the two most important things. For how we communicate with each other. It's an important understanding. And if we could all get there, we could probably all communicate a little better. Thanks so much, Brett. This has been Talking Banter. Hey, no Brett's, problem. Brett all. Register has been my guest, and I'm your host, Owen Carter. I really, really care about breaking down what's in every Dynamic Banter episode. And don't forget to check us out on First Time Show where you can watch Lost right along with us. We're only at season two. There's a fuckload to go. You could catch up in about three days if you really put your mind to it. Thanks, everybody. You got to hit the brakes. Don't go ahead of us. Oh, don't go ahead. That's accurate. Thanks, Brett. All no right. problem whatsoever. You guys have fun in New York. I'll see you r- real soon. Sounds great. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>